Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cryptic Lean Podcast. My name is Dominic. And my name is Gavin. In this podcast, we discuss all things weird, creepy, disturbing from our world and beyond. Today, we're going to be talking about our own paranormal experiences. All right, so we're back in uh, the stew and the studio. A little bit of a break. <laughs> not supposed to be a break. Not, not supposed to be a break at all. Technical difficulties. For what, are gonna what are you going to do? What are you going to do when the audio so recorded? Just we have a lost holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> right, if anybody finds it, <laughs> hack into our computers and find the app. You're only going to be able to watch like a quarter of it because the audio only works through a quarter. But, you know, in the last episode, we talked about the Michigan dog, man. You know, we went through few different occurrences our own thoughts on it you know talking about his genitalia and i think we uh we really got somewhere yeah. <laughs> we really got somewhere with that episode so this is definitely fun definitely something we're going to want to keep doing and uh you know everything should be looking significantly better oh now. yeah we got some some studio lights we got uh our assistant jeff in the back <laughs> mixing everything sound <laughs> not quite sound. yet not not quite soon yet. very soon we might have headphones here soon listening to 24 7 k-pop and new mics. So. And new mics, yes. So, all right. Well, I guess uh, I'd like to start this off by saying the reason that I started, like, got getting into all this stuff is because of my own personal experiences. Like, that's why I kind of got into, like, paranormal things in general. Because I, I figured, like, you know, I guess when you kind of experience something, you look deeper into it and you're like, there's got to be more, right? Like, there's got to be more. When I was in, like, so my first, like, paranormal experiences when i'm talking about like paranormal experiences i understand that falls under like a lot of different categories i think mine's more supernatural like mine's like beings and like spirits instead of like hairy guys <laughs> like running around in the forest so i guess i'll, I'll start off with my first story and then you can kind of go on and we can kind of go back and forth but my first story um is when i was in like third grade um i knew ghosts exist obviously like so you're like you know you're little you're, you're a little kid you can kind of comprehend mm-hmm. the, the the idea of ghosts yeah it's not really like you don't really have anything to fear until you actually think you see one mm-hmm. so i'm in like third grade i think it's the summer um and mind you my house is you know built in the late 60s before that it was dirt road all the all, all the roads around us were dirt road everything was farmland mm-hmm. so i'm standing there and i come into my kitchen and i turn back and there's a doorway and like there's a passing way into the hallway and i turn around and i see a, just a man standing there He's just standing there in like a white dress shirt, brown khakis, and like dress shoes. And so we're just kind of looking at each other. <laughs> so and it occurs to me, holy crap, <laughs> this is a ghost. <laughs> and the weirdest thing, and keep this in mind, because this is a little bit of a long story, but I don't want to go on a tangent, but this is very interesting to me. He had a red splotch, like he had been either shot or like stabbed on his shoulder. And that can be fatal. That that shot right there can 100% be fatal. But into the lungs, you know, into you know, past your ribs. So I just see that and I turn around and little like, I don't know, eight or nine year old me just starts, ru- I think that's the age you are in second grade, just starts running to my couch. And I don't tell anybody about it for like quite a few days. We get into it probably a couple years later. Um, I'm not thinking anything of it. And my sister, she, you know, she obviously was still living in the house at the time. She's, she's older than me by quite a few years. And she was in the hallway right in the hallway that was the passing lane right to the um and mind you i don't think i told her at this time i'm mm-hmm. almost certain i only told my mom because my mom's super into the paranormal stuff but i was walking or she said she was walking down the hallway and she saw a man with a red splotch on his shoulder walk past her and i was like this is getting real okay like this is getting like scary 
And so I told everybody, and of course my mom had already known, but my mom has had so many different paranormal experiences, like, or supernatural experiences just in general. I was like, she's got to know something about this, right? <laughs> she watches all those, like, uh, all those TV specials and stuff like that, which I'm granted half of those are bogus. But so she's, you know, we're all kind of involved in this now. My mom is the last one to see this guy and nobody's seen him since. She, this is probably four years ago, five years ago. She comes downstairs. She's standing right there at the bottom of the stairs and she looks right there in that doorway and she sees him standing there, the same guy that I saw. That's wild. It is. It gets even worse. <laughs> so <laughs> so I guess I can kind of intertwine with this, this with another uh, you know, kind of ghost story, but they, they, they mend and I'll tell you why. I'm pretty sure my family's haunted. Let me just let me just start that. So I don't, you know, I don't mean to keep going on, but this is like scary to me. So I'm like 12 years old. I'm watching WWE Monday Night Raw in my room, which is not my room anymore. But this is the room where we were on the computer. <laughs> and so I'm standing there, and I'm sitting there, and I look down at my bed sheets because I don't have the phone yet or anything like yeah. that. And I'm, I look back at the TV, and there's a girl in white standing there with long black hair. She looks around my age. She's watching Randy Orton on the TV, and I can see right through her. And of course, I scream. I'm like, what in the world? My mom comes in, I turn, my mom turns on the light, and she's gone. I then had a dream about two years later. I was in middle school, it's a weird time. I was having a lot of weird dreams at this, at this time. That they were related. That the girl and the man were related. And that they lived on the farm together, and the man had gotten hurt using heavy machinery. And that they were related, and that that is why he had got he had got his arm stuck, and like and she like raced over to him and like over his dead body, and then she had died like years later. So there's like this entire storyline that's been created through experiences and dreams going on inside of this household, and so it's like terrifying every time I hear something, or when I'm down here, I have like when I'm down here, I either have none of the lights on. Because I'm like right there, right in front of the TV, or I have all the lights on. And it's terrifying because this is where, this is the ghost central. That's why I personally believe in it. I mean, I could be absolutely insane. I could even slip something. But just from what I've seen, that's what I believe. So that's my first story. I have some, I have some other ones, but I'd like to hear some of yours. You know, that was a very interesting. It's in depth. Like, just because like how multiple people mm -hmm. have seen it mm -hmm. and then like the drink. Kind of like, yeah. I guess tied it together. Exactly. And that could have that could have one hundred percent been my own imagination. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it happened mm -hmm. years after I would have thought about it, I guess. It's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. So ghost story for me, or paranormal story. I guess I'll start with something the most recent and my most recent birthday, actually. No, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> there when I got my grandmother's ashes as a gift or did he sleep? <laughs> no, I think I love me for that. <laughs> okay, so it's <laughs> rewind. Yeah, please. Swine. At my birthday party, right. you know, doing birthday things. Eating cake. Yep. And uh my aunt, um, so their relationship with their mom, they didn't really have a relationship with their mom that much. They were raised by their stepmom. So I don't know who had the ashes. But somehow they came into the possession of my aunt. They were just dropped off at her house. Um, and they were just joking about them being haunted and stuff. Oh, okay. But come to my birthday, I got her ashes as a gift, which... Did you give them, like, a little capsule, or was it, like, the entire, like... No, it's the, it was urn. A, it's the entire urn. <laughs> oh, man. And I... 
So, you know, it's funny, I guess. Right. Not really. I didn't know her at all, but. Yeah, right. You're not. It's like, oh, yeah. She yeah. died when I was, like, really young. Oh, okay. Uh, come later that night, I have, like, a plague doctor mask. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. Bring that set. And, um, you know, they have the big glass eyes, right? Right. So my mom takes a picture of me, and you see, we're in the house at this point. It's like the end of the night, and we're in the house. And my mom takes a picture of me. We zoom in into the eye. There is clear as day, just a woman standing, no. standing in the hallway. Oh, I have chills right now. Clear as day. That's so terrifying. If oh I can God. find the picture, I'll try to put it, put one up. Yeah. But it was like clear as day. That's. And I don't know what my grandmother would have looked like when she was younger. I don't know. I didn't know her. Right, exactly. My dad and some uncles didn't really know her that well. So, my God. Dude, that's terrifying. (laughs) That's terrible and terrifying. It was just, like, clear as, like, it's right there. Dude. Oh, God. All right. Um... That's scary. First off, that's like terrifying. Like that's like my I, my story's more in depth, but that's like scary. I don't know, but oh my god, chase that man! <laughs> Jesus, yeah, right. we tried to recreate the picture, and it, it was not. We couldn't really. So, dude, that's insane. So my next story is about my niece. She lived here. She's my sister's child. Um, she lived here until she was probably like eight, eight or nine, and <laughs> this is scary. So my room now is used to be my sister's room. My sister shared the room with her, like her daughter. Mm-hmm. So we're um, just chilling in the room. Everybody's having a good time. We're kind of just walking, around, you know, just conversating, looking up, looking up like actual ghost things. Now I'll tell you why we were looking up actual ghost things because probably twenty minutes prior to us getting in the room, I walk in and my niece is just staring at the closet and. My sister will not move, like will not move a muscle. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, uh, your niece just said that she saw a man with a hat on hanging in the closet. Mind you, she's two or three at this time. What two or three-year-old knows what a man hanging in a closet? What two or three-year-old has the concept of suicide? That's terrifying. That's too young to even put something like that. And, And this brings up a good point ghosts show themselves to people who they believe are more pure. Like, that's, like, a believed, like, concept. Yeah, like, like animals and kids. Exactly. And so, ooh, oh, my God. And you know how much my dog is just, I just, it's just. And so, my dog will freak out and stuff like that, too. But just hearing, like, we looked up, like, public records to see if there's any, like, deaths in the house or anything like that in the area. We couldn't find anything. But ever since then, it's my room now, and I can't open that closet. Like, if I sleep with my closet open, uh, the other side is fine. And it's weird because it's one closet. But if I open, I do. I have children. Like, so, like you can see them how bad they are. But if I, if I walk into my room and that door is just like open, if my mom left it open, I'm like, no, I, I gotta leave. I can't. I can't see myself in this room. But oh, it's just scary. Yeah, that's just because she so was so young. Exactly. At the time. Like, and if I saw something like that, I'd be like, that's terrifying. But I wouldn't be like. It's out of the blue. As much as it's for somebody, somebody who's like two or three, innocent little like a kid doesn't do that concept. Like with the whole back to like the innocent and like dog and kids thing, it's always weird. Like when your dog 
just stares blankly oh at a wall. Oh my god. And then, or when they're just barking at something that's like not there, you're just like, because I mean, I guess that, that does, that does kind of foster that idea of purity is shown when you, or ghosts are shown when you're more pure. And that brings up a, a very interesting topic and kind of a topic that I've been like doing a lot of research into. They say when you're closer to death, you can see, like you're kind of on the fringe yeah. of the two dimensions. So there's this concept, I forgot the exact name of it, but it's where it was a guy who was doing research on it. And he said that there was patients that he was talking to where um, if they were closer to death, they could see like angels and demons like fighting. And I'm like, like, they're crossing that plane. Exactly. I guess. Exactly. They're like going into a different being and like a state of spirituality. And that's just, and, 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 and maybe it's like when you're born, you're still maybe still on that fringe. You know what I mean? Like your soul is still crossing over. So that's why you have more of an eye into that kind of, you know, other worldly side. There's like that whole thing about that little bit of weight you lose every eye. And they say that's like your soul. Exactly. It's actually, I'm pretty sure it's your gases. <laughs> it's just leaking from your body. But, but you can hear, after you die, you can hear for another like hour. You can't comprehend any of it because your brain is shut off. But your, your ears are still functioning. It's just, what do you see when you die? Next episode, I'm going to kill Gavin, and then I'm going to bring him back to life and see what he sees. <laughs> We're gonna, he, he might be brain dead, but that's fine. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to inject you with, like, some kind of poison, and then I'm just going to clear, and then bring you back. You'll be fine. It'll okay. be, like, flatline or whatever. Yes, we're going to get Kevin Bacon and all those other people in that movie. And then we're going to bring him back into the, back into the podcast, and we're going to talk about it. But after death is such an interesting concept, but we'll never know what it's like. Yeah. Uh, we need to do some of our own research. We need to find, we need to hire. <laughs> there are people that have said, these like come back. It's hard to tell because like, you're probably, a lot of it's probably like hallucinating. Oh so, yeah. So much gets like released when you're like. <laughs> exactly. It's like that seven minutes theory where it's like, you know, Apparently, your life flashed before your eyes and seven minutes after you died and what if we're in that seven minutes right now and that's we have deja vu because we've actually done all that stuff before. That's, that's terrifying. Wild. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Like, that gives me, like... There the is, like... Feeling. We're... A whole other topic that I'll get into later. Yeah. But I swear... I have, like, swear to God, mm. seen the future in my dreams. Okay. Yes. My mom... This is getting, this is kind of on topic because it's like, I guess, clairvoyance and kind mm -hmm. of stuff like that. But I, because I, I believe in clairvoyance. Like, I believe in like people who can. I have like a very specific example too. So I want you, I want to hear that because that's like, I, I'm so interested in that stuff. My mom got in, my mom had a dream that my aunt got into a car accident. And then the next day, my aunt got into a car accident. She also had a dream that I got into a car accident. And I'm like, she told me this right before I was about to drive. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So. It's actually quite similar to that. Mm -hmm. I had a dream one time when I was younger that I was at a funeral and somebody was um, giving a speech mm -hmm. up there. And I remember like the exact word she said in the speech. It was just like a little short. Mm -hmm. like, like a phrase. Like a yeah, like a, yeah, like a phrase. Yeah. And then come to find out one of my relatives, I don't know, the, I think it's like my dad's mm -hmm. like uncle or aunt okay. or some somewhere well, they got in a car accident, and the guy died. Oh, my God. And then when we go to the funeral, I see the same lady in my dream 
right up there saying the same exact thing. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, right. Well, I think it's a good time to take a little bit of an intermission. <laughs> um, we'll be right back. We're back. So, dude, I just... The clairvoyant, like, clairvoyance in itself is so interesting. With the Conjuring movies, mm-hmm. how she can, like, see... She, there's this one scene where she opens up the mirror of the toy, and she sees behind yeah. <sighs> the ghost. And it's just, like... That's the thing, though. Do we think that there is, like, little... Sp- <laughs> For lack of a better analogy, midichlorians in Star Wars. So there are people who are born with those who become Jedi. Do you think, like, I just want to hear your opinion. Do you think that there are people who are born with, like, natural clairvoyance and can see into it? Or do you think that each person has a little bit? Or both? I think it just depends. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I think maybe some people can just see it naturally. And then, like, other people, it has to be, like, revealed to them from the spirit, I guess. That's true. Like, Teresa Caputo. Have you seen that? The Long Island Medium? She talks and she's got really long nails. And she's like, she's a psychic. Um, And she kind of like helps people with like passing like relatives and stuff like that. But, and stuff she says is usually pretty accurate, but it's on TV. So you never really know. My mom has like a friend who's a psychic and like I've seen her. And like, she, she knows. She knows stuff. (laughs) You're like that woman. (laughs) Knows things she shouldn't know. (laughs) We should, dude, how good of your friends is like your mom with her? They're pretty good friends. You should bring her on the show sometime. It could be interesting. It, it's very interesting. Cause it's, I don't think she gets into it, like, like ghost-wise too much. Yeah, like, but more like... But, like, it's more like... She, like, knows what was, like, going on in my life, and it was just weird. It's like That's so strange. Bring her on the show. <laughs> I'm going to be crying by the end of it. <laughs> no, but, like... Uh, it's uh, very interesting. I'm just, like, some people can be in tune with that. Exactly. Like, and I was like, I was like skeptical, but like, okay, there's like, some of the stuff there's like, there's no way she knows. Right, exactly. Like super specific. Yeah. I've, I've had a few tarot readings done on myself. Um, That's what she uses. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, there are, I, I've, I've mixed. To me, there are two different types of tarot readings. There is 15-year-old white girl Tiffany. Yeah, exactly. And there is like. Matilda, who's been doing it for like it's been passed down through generations and stuff like that, like t- like Turkish coffee and kind of stuff like that. Like it's, I think the society is going more towards fifteen year old white girl Tiffany who just dyed her hair pink. Mm-hmm. All these girls who think they're witches. Exactly. It's like I've been manifesting so much recently. I've been manifesting that my dinner's gonna taste good tonight. And Look, this match is going out. <laughs> right. Yeah. The matches like, don't last long. Wow. Look at that. You bought four dollar matches. <laughs> you bought a four dollar one hundred fifty match pack. And, but it's like. No, I think I think spirituality is becoming such a widespread it's like a trend. It is exactly that's exactly what it is. It's a trend, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, it's it's, all these cool rocks I got. Yeah, it's like wow, I went to a metaphysical shop, and there was a man there who actually knows something about this. Who's making a profit off all these chicks just going in and buying like crystal pillars, and like this crystal look cool. Oh, rose quartz. <laughs> like it's like oh, wow. okay. yeah, that's awesome. Fool's gold. It's it's. To me, it makes sense in some degrees. But I've had people try to convince me that they can move things with their mind. And like, if you can if you can harness the vibration of a solid object and take the energy from it and mo- like shift it, 
you deserve to be God. Like, you literally deserve, like, your own Discovery Channel special, at least. Mm -hmm. But back to, like, just kind of stories, I guess, is I've, I've had I've had tarot card readings, and some of them have been quite accurate, but at the same time, I notice when they're more accurate, they're also extremely, extremely broad. It's like, you want something more from life. It's like, okay, yeah, I mean, we all do. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I've had that were, like, actually accurate that I can kind of, like, give... Uh, people who I, who I was close to, which also makes me believe that, like, you know, maybe they have an, an eye into my life, but at the same time, it's their interpretation of what tarot is. And like you said, that your mom's friend, like, she's probably actually more into it than somebody like White Girl Tiffany. I think, like, some of the cards are obviously kind of broad. Yeah. But, like, the way she brings stuff up, like, mm -hmm. let's give, I'll give an example because mm -hmm. it's not really that personal. Right. There's a time, like, earlier this summer mm -hmm. when I was lifting weights and stuff. I, yeah. I put like two scoops of protein instead of mm -hmm. one of my protein shake. Mm -hmm. And she just like, she basically said like, I'm mixing something and that I need to use less for it to work better. That's so, and that's, it was like the weirdest That's thing. actually really weird. And I think, I think for a lot of people, like that's super, like, that's like, and like, she wouldn't know, like, exactly. there's no way. Exactly. That is really strange. And I think, I think for a lot of people, especially the people who do go to these like Tiffany's, and are like, oh my God, you, you're such a genius. It's like, you when you want something like this, you seek it out. Mm -hmm. You think how this could apply to your actual life. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to be like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Because you're going to want it to work. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think you just need to go in. I think like anything commercially, exactly. is, 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 it loses its value at times. Mm -hmm. It's more quantity over quality. Especially like we have a we have a few metaphysical shops around us, and I've been in them, and there are some legitimate things in there, but it's also like they have a ballroom in the back. It's like it just doesn't it doesn't apply, I guess, in, in a way where I can kind of respect it. It's just more mm -hmm. like you know sprawled about instead of it being like this is a place. It's kind of minimalistic. It's just you come in and you get what you need, and then you leave. It's instead of like it being an attraction, I guess. It's like yeah, you got all these guys in the back. Of course, they're gonna see things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, uh, even like supernatural is more where I kind of have my experiences, but paranormal in general, I think, cause you have a few just paranormal in general experiences that you were telling me about, but like that deer, that was one of them. I think that was, a, that was strange. It that was, was strange. definitely strange. Do you have any other like experiences that you'd like to talk about? Um, well, not like really spiritual mm -hmm. or like, I guess, I don't know what you classify like aliens as. Okay. Uh, supernatural maybe i guess Apparently, i'm yeah. not sure but when i was really young we used to go camping every year mm -hmm. in, in ohio okay and um we one day i just look about this in the sky out of nowhere and there's this big silver shiny like oval sphere okay in the sky jeez and it's like there's not really active blimps anymore you know <laughs> like <laughs> the hindenburg is going over ohio right now <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you no, know, I totally get what you're saying. I there's like a statistic, and there's like mm -hmm. six active blimps in the United States or something really? stupid. Wow. But I look up, mm -hmm. I see this thing, and it's like, it's like clearly metal, like a big shiny mm -hmm. metal object in the sky. I'm like, and I stare at it, and I look down, and go, okay, I should go tell someone. <laughs> right. I look back up, it's vanished, disappeared. Did it have any, like, shape of a plane or anything like that? No. It was just circular. Like, and it was, like, in the middle of the day, clear sky, I clear thought, as day. Oh, my gosh. Like, not nighttime. How how small were you? Like, how... 
I was young. Mm-hmm. Like, training wheels on bike young. Okay. Like, so, like, 10, 10 11. <laughs> <laughs> I was very young. No, but, yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. That, um, I wish I saw it, like, a UFO mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I, I can't, like, I can't. <laughs> One of my ex-girlfriends, her mom, <laughs> had to go over to her grandma's house because she saw that, she thought that she saw a UFO. Um, but that's another story for another time. We're not going to talk about that. Um, so <laughs> it's like, another thing, like, again, I was so young. Right. Like, it, I don't even know if I really understood what aliens were. At the time, right? It's not like you were just going to, and especially like after that, I got like, I got into it. Right. So I think it's interesting. Kids have imaginations, but not the types of imaginations where you, you can't just like make up something. Pull stuff out of the blue. Like exactly. exactly. Usually a basis for something. That's why it's so weird exactly. when kids see something like disturbing because like exactly. there's not like a basis for that. Right. Exactly. You you once you get a, a more like an understanding concept of how the world works, that's where your imagination becomes more making like a basis. Like you said, when you're little, you don't you know like don't eat crayons and you know pull your pants down before you poop. Like that's all you know. You know what I mean? Like. And to just to have something that's that formed and being like seeing something like that, it's like, like I remember, like I see remember it clear as day, and like like the weirdest, like it was like metal, but it had like the weirdest texture, like it's weird. Really, that's, I mean, you saw that uh, Israeli general that said that there's a space federation. Yeah, I see. Did, oh my gosh, that's a well, we. That's it's, a, been, it's been confirmed that like there's been contact yeah. right and just nobody talks about it exactly. but like there's like official exactly. documents like a bunch of what what did that happen like july or august when there was a bunch of documents that came off from the u.s government saying that there was like it was all declassified mm-hmm. I, there was a joke and it was talking about when donald trump became president this was back like four years ago so he was gonna go into area 51 take selfies in front of all the spaceships and be like you guys see this <laughs> dude that uh i mean maybe we need somebody like that to be honest though like i feel like what we don't know can hurt us and i feel like we need to we need to figure out what's going on because maybe you know we started off with ghost stories and we're going towards aliens but like I, I i think there needs to be just in general there needs to be more of an outreach to these things that are taboo like there needs to be an outreach into like and it needs to be taken more seriously i think in general like i'm a very literal person like i'm a very very i'm getting i've gotten in trouble because of how much of a literal person i am but when you get into terms of what you're looking at for like these things are things that people actually have seen and like good accounts mm-hmm. and it's just not taken seriously i feel like and then people who are kind of into it like like we're i i think we're seen as like it's cool we're seen as like normal or like mm-hmm. but there are there's some chicks at school like i said like that those 15 year old tiffany's that are like you know who i'm talking about <laughs> like <laughs> like there are just individuals who who are into it and i think i think they have a good heart i think they are interested in i think they've just gone down the easy route and it's kind of more like I want to belong to something instead yeah. of I want to actually get delved into this. And there are people that are super delved into it. And I know a, a, a few people who you might call a 15-year-old Tiffany who's who are actually really into it. And I can respect them for that because they actually get into the actual like religion of Wicca and stuff like that. And like uh, Sam Hain and stuff like that and all those. But there are just the chicks who just skim the surface and are like, look at, me. look at me. I can make this rock float. It's like, no, you can't. You can't do that. Like you, you can't do that. <laughs> like, but they're so they're so adamant, and, and you can't say anything else. You hurt, your, you hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. and there are dudes who are like that too. And it's just interesting. I think I think belonging to something is their biggest thing, and that's why people make up stories too. Yeah. Now, I have one or two more ghost stories that have to do with my family, and not and not necessarily me. So the first one I'll start off with is um, 
not as bad. So it, my brother, my brother is quite quite a few years older than me. And so he was, him and my sister were kind of around before I was. Mm-hmm. There's a large age gap there. And so, you know, we're kind of just, it's like I have two sets of parents, basically. <laughs> and so my mom was telling me the story of how my brother, who's like three, we, a lot of these are child encounters, when mm-hmm. you think about it. He was like three and he came down the stairs. And any three-year-old, you know, they have a real tough time coming down eight actual set of stairs. Like, down an actual, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, decline. He says that, um, you know, three-year-olds, they have a, a standard vocabulary. They yeah. can kind of convey messages, describing words, adjectives. Um, he says that in, a lady helped him walk down the stairs. My mom is home alone because my sister's a baby at this time, and my dad's out on the road. He's, you know, all over the country. He's working. And <laughs> this is the scary part. There's a relative in my family. Her name is Madeline. She was the wife of um, one of my older relatives who's, you know, no longer with us, but it's kind of like a, more of like before I was around. Mm-hmm. He described her to a T. Like to a T. And he said her name started with an M. He said she helped. I got chills all down my back right now. And he said that she helped him walk down the stairs so that he wouldn't fall. That's wild. That's terrifying to me the next story is even more terrifying like that's kind of like sweet that's kind of like wholesome kind of have something to like go off that okay so i guess when i was like a baby Mm -hmm. my mom has stories of like things that i've done okay and i guess like one time when i was laying in the crib like i lock eyes with something just like straight above me and i like follow it across the room that's terrifying and I get, I said who's that lady no stop it no you didn't that's terrifying ask my mom Let's get her on the show. And my mom was like, <laughs> my mom was like, what lady? And I was like, the auntie lady. Oh my God. Like that's, that's like, obviously I had no recollection of that. Cause really? I, I was still in the crib, but right. I could talk early. Yeah. You feel, you're like, Hmm, the malfeasance of this crib. I can feel it. <laughs> no, but dude, that's baby stories are the scariest. Like that's what kids in TV, like kids in scary movies are so scary because they just convey a sort of like, deadness because in that purity you also get a lack of like emotion sometimes mm-hmm. so you just get like this so the next story which is my last which is the scariest of them all i feel like and i think these might i think this might tie in i don't know yet i'd have to do like i have to do some real brain picking but i think this might tie into my first story so when i was little we used to live on a different road um like by the south side of where we live today and you know when it was just my brother and sister, um, I wasn't around yet, but there was a lot of things that were kind of happening in the works and stuff like that. I lived in a smaller house. It's, and so my sister and my brother slept on opposite sides of the hallway. And so my there was one night where my brother and um, my sister were sleeping. So I don't know why I'm like having such a hard time thinking about this. It's probably because I'm so terrified of what is about to happen. But my brother and my sister were sleeping. My mom gets up and because she hears a little girl crying. And now my mom thinks nothing of it. She's like, okay, maybe I was just thinking, dude, you can see how freaking terrified I am of this story. They get up. My mom gets up. She's like, she's not thinking anything of it. She's in the kitchen. My brother gets up and says, why is, insert my sister's name here, why is she crying? And at this point, my mom is flipping her crap. <laughs> she's terrible. She doesn't want to scare my brother. So they both heard the little girl crying. But when the little girl 
when they like start mentioning it, mm-hmm. she just stops crying. My sister was sleeping the entire time. That's 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 terrifying. And then my mom had a dream that the little girl was crying on in the street. This is a dream she had. She was crying in the street. Now this could just be your generic nightmare, but this she said it sounded like the same crying. She gets up, she looks out the window onto the street, and the girl turns around, and half of her face is gone. I said, "What did the girl look like?" I asked my mom. She says, "Long black hair and in a white nightgown." The exact same girl that I saw sitting in my room when I was watching TV. That's wild. Isn't it? Like, and like dreams, it's hard. It's hard to tie those in. Because sometimes it's like, as far as we know, it's like random. It's just stuff you think of. But personally, I believe like dreams have like a way, way, way deeper meaning. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. And what if, and, and somebody brings up a really good point. When you're sleeping, you're in a different state of consciousness. So your spirit, you your spirit could leave your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still be alive. Oh, excuse me. You could still be alive. Your body could still be functioning. Like the Insidious movies, kind of. Exactly. And how he goes into that different plane when he falls asleep. And it's just, it's and the red guy. <laughs> but Ooh, Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like, it's terrifying to think that these people are still suffering after they've died. Because there are bars. Yeah, that, like, that's like a common thing, like, they're not satisfied. Exactly. They have something to solve. And that's been like a thing forever. For a long time. And so many different like religions and cultures. And when you think about like purgatory, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Alright, I think it's uh, time to take another little bit of an intermission. Yep. And then uh, we'll get right back into it. Alright, we have returned. So uh, prior to this episode, we uh, asked around for some of our uh, viewers and people that we knew personally to give us some of their accounts, and uh, I believe we have the one right here. One account. Yes, one account. So. But I think if we, if, even if we got a bunch, I feel like I would. This would be you have to pick the best one. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, um, this account was. If you stop typing, this account is. Uh, um, from one of my buddies who he's in my band he was a boy scout and uh, he was talking to me about how um, boy scouts go on trips all the time you know they do camping that's just that's kind of run of the mill kind of normal stuff he said as soon as he got to one of his camps he was uh, a little bit younger he got to one of his camps he felt off like it just felt you know how you, you can walk into a place and it just kind of feels strange like me walking into it so no <laughs> but um and any metal physical shop to be honest i walk in one of those and i'm like there it's weird like on that topic like there are like just some stores that i feel like Like mystery spots not even that right i'll just like my body will start to hurt yeah exactly joanne fenderberg's (laughs) dsw shoe store i'm not even not joking (laughs) he was like no but he's talking about you know he, he talks about in the middle of the summer you know they're all just kind of camping out he was there with about seven other kids and they were setting up um uh, so it turns out that the next morning, um, their trailer was out of out of the place that it was supposed to be, so they uh, had to move it. Uh, they made breakfast like usual and kind of went you know on with their days, and um, they found a property line. We do not advise crossing property lines. We got to put the disclaimer: we don't advise crossing private property lines. But if there's something cool on the other side, you kind of have to. Um, so he he just talks about how. He 
um, crosses over, which is a terrible idea. He says it's an, about an 80 degree day, not a cloud in the sky, kind of like you mentioned with the UFO. <laughs> so they cross over and there's a bunch of wind gusts. 80 degree days, you see some wind gusts, but like not anything as strong as he described it. Um, apparently, after they started crossing this, uh, this threshold, I guess, he says he starts feeling even weirder and he gets, or he starts hearing screaming and like just noise and kind of rustling and stuff like that. And he says the other guys that are with him also start hearing it. Now, this is where it gets a little weird, and I'm glad you told me about this, because this is very interesting, and I'm getting chills again. Um, <laughs> he says that um, they were walking, and right where they found the, they found, like, uh, where the creek that kind of connected back to their original spot, there was a bridge. And they said they saw a translucent woman jump off the bridge into the creek. He said everybody saw it. That's terrifying. That like, is terrifying. That's so scary. Um, kind of like we were talking about reliving your death. He says uh, they, they kind of scrammed out of there and went back as quick as they could back to their camp. And uh, they didn't sleep at all. I wouldn't sleep at no, all either. That's, knowing, that's that that's, wild. knowing that that's there, I would not have slept either. Um, he goes on to talk about that he kept like just packing stuff up, but he says that he heard people talking to him while he was packing up that nobody else heard. Like other than the, the boys who went there, they all heard like people saying like, what does he say exactly? He says, People saying, hurry up, and you're doing it wrong. He says he heard like people whispering that to him while they were packing up all their stuff. That's wild. That's like that's like getting something attached to you. That's scary. That's like a Waco situation where you have a bunch of people living on private property and then there's like suicide cults. Like that's terrifying. But I'm very glad that uh, you know that he told me this because you know, especially when you have a group of people that are experiencing Yeah, when it's thing. like a group, it's so much more like... It, it's You can think it's real. It's So, you know, he goes on, he went on to mention earlier that he was like, the reason that they were so involved in this is because he appears to be screaming. Boy Scouts are all trained in like first aid and knots and stuff like that. So they're, they're doing, they're trying to do their job. And I guess, you know, when you hear somebody in distress, your first, your first, your first, uh, oh, isn't always, I'm going to go help them. It's like, I need to see what's going on. Um, but they said that they, you know, they were training for state, but that's terrifying. Like, that's so scary. And that, I mean, in the grand scheme of, uh, in stories, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, especially when private property, like, things can happen. Like, even in movies, like, a Wrong Turn, where it's that cannibal family. Um, <laughs> just stuff like that, like, that's, that's pretty scary. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I don't even know what to say about that. Right, like that's that's really scary. But I'm glad that we're we're getting kind of more of like a, a fewer, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, interest in this stuff. But because we'd love for to have more stories and stuff like that, and chances are if somebody comments down below or you know messages us directly, then we'd be able to talk about a topic that you know is interested in. But interesting thing, kind of re- like relating to Boy Scouts, not really paranormal, but just like kind of freaky. Yeah. So we, I was on cross country. We yeah. Cross country camp one time. <laughs> We went to a Boy Scout camp. Yeah. And we were running on the trails and stuff, but, you know, they were more walking trails, not really meant for running, okay. so we had, like, no idea where we were going. Right. And Church eventually, <laughs> we got to a point. We found an actual pet cemetery. Really? Mm-hmm. That's... It was just a sign that said dog graves. Who would do that? <laughs> and I, like, I didn't know, because we weren't really in, like, areas where there'd be, like, houses. Right. Or like a basic, yeah, it was like, like there was like a road, like and it was like a U basically. Okay. We crossed 
across that and went into like where like the inside of the U. Okay. And that's where the and that's where it was. It's terrible. It was just weird. Like nothing weird happened there. Or right. just that's of, one of those places where you get that weird vibe. <laughs> like the last thing I was expecting to right see. Now. So I do have one more story. Mm-hmm. Just remembered it. My cousin is a priest over in a uh, church over in uh, Pennsylvania. That's where he did like his uh, when he was a monk and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then he went over and he became a deacon. And so I've been there twice. I've been there when he became a deacon, and I've been there when he became a priest. Because there's like a lot of like ceremonies and stuff like that. And where this place is, it is a beautiful church. It's built in the 1800s. It's a giant basilica, and you have like you know, the ceiling's painted, you have all the, these different, like, like, tiles, and stuff like that, like, stained glass windows. It's beautiful. Uh, I've, like, prayed in there. I've, like, actually felt like I was, you know, integral to that kind of place at times. First time I went, when I was becoming a deacon, I was about 14, 13 or 14. Eh, maybe a little older. And uh, I go upstairs because my mom forgot her purse. That's where our rooms are, because they're usually dormitories for the people who are on site, because it's also a college. Yeah. And so we go up there, and I grab a purse, and I hear somebody coughing. I was like, oh, there must have been priest up there because i saw the shadow of a man coughing and uh i didn't think much of it because you i mean that's you, you see priests over there all the time and so you know you kind of I, I go back downstairs and my aunt who is the mother of the, the my cousin who's becoming a deacon at this time she's like there's nobody else up there and i was like hold on <laughs> at this point i'm like hold the phone okay she's like there was however a priest that always went up there and looked at the windows and he died of lung cancer and at this point, I'm out of there. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. She said, Yeah, he used to just stand by the window and said they would always hear him cough. That's wild. And I was That's like, actually crazy. I was like, you know what? I again, I have chills all over my face, my arms. I'm like, I, I gotta get out of there. Like it was terrifying. And I've been back since, and nothing happened the second time because we're staying in a different like place. But when you are in a place of like utmost religious, just like ceremonies like that, where you can just kind of like see everything happening. Where, like, at points, you know, the, pre- like, the people who are becoming priests have to lay down and kind of, like, sacrifice themselves to, you know, the Lord and stuff like that. It's, like, that's terrifying. Like, just being in a place where that energy has kind of culminated, it's so, it's an, it's, a, it's incredible. But it is, God is a terrifying, like, fear of God. Like, that's a huge concept for me. Like, like everybody's, like, yeah, I think, like, anything, like, spiritual, no matter, like, what type of religion or what type exactly. of belief it is, exactly. anywhere that has, like, significance like that, there's, like, some kind of, like... History. It's just, like, a presence, kind of. Especially, like, old, like, things built in the old time. It's, it's just, like, when you're sitting down and you can feel all this energy coming from somewhere, it's, like, this is insane. Like, when you watch, like, old film from like the 1940s and when they have giant church masses and like everybody's saying the same prayer like even if it's just our father it's like a latin prayer because we have a church around here that does a latin um it's a it's a catholic church that does a latin mass it's all latin and i want to go see it i'd like to sit in i think that's something people should be able to kind of sit in even if they aren't like i'm unbaptized but like i feel like people should be able to kind of experience it even if they aren't you know just to kind of yeah, see it's such like a weird topic like religion and like Kind of like exploring other religions in a way that's like frowned upon, but I don't know. Totally I find it interesting. Yeah, like I've always, I've always kind of stuck to one kind of like, like I have my own beliefs 100. But I think just in general, exploring isn't terrible. I know it's like back then I was like, eh, you know what I mean? Like don't do that. <laughs> like heathenists. But I think, I think in general they have a lot more in common. 
But I, I think they do have a lot of differences, but I think there are some. Yeah, all, all, like, all religions have, like, similar... They all have, um, like, parallels. Like, in every religion, there is a flood. Yep. Every religion. And Jesus is very coherent through many different religions. Like, or a concept like Jesus, a martyr. And, like, the creation of man stories, all very similar, apart from, like, Norse mythology. Yep. That's, yep. like, the only different one. Yep. Um, it's insane. It's, it's Abraham makes an appearance in all three major religions. Um, you know, just when you're looking at, in terms of, Characters that are kind of integral, like, you know, Isaac, the, the killing of Isaac, or the, the sacrifice of Isaac, when God was like, how much do you care about me? And then Abraham was like, I'll have to stab my son. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm just, I gotcha. <laughs> but, you know, I think in general, it's uh, personal experiences in, regarding religion are very important because you can tie them back into things that you see. But I think... Uh, I think it's, I think personal experiences are what got us into this, and I don't think I want to come out of it, so, you know, it's, it's a very interesting concept. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? I guess, like, one more thing. Yeah. Another story from when I was a baby, probably around the same age as the last one. Yeah. Same thing happened, sitting on the couch, eyes locked across the room, go across the room, and I, I guess I'm like, hey, Lou, where are you going? <laughs> in the world. Do you have any relatives named Lou? Not relatives. Just like is there any significance to like that name or anything like that? Because how, how old were you? Like young. Yeah. I'm like a baby baby. Right. And you're like I've made friends. <laughs> I guess so. The concept of imaginary friend doesn't start until you're like at least like four or five. Like that's insane. I hope I keep having more experiences. As I've gotten older it's kind of, they've kind of slowed down a little bit. How my, like, mainly now, my most recent thing was at my birthday, obviously, the whole grandma situation. <laughs> but I see, like, my dreams have been very interesting recently. Oh, yeah. See, my dreams are just, like, my dreams are too real. They're never, like, supernatural, paranormal. They're, like, actual, yeah. feasible, like, I hate it. Like, I, I, I used to have, like, nightmares every single night, and they were really bad. Regarding, like, people that I cared about and stuff like that, just things happening to them or them doing things, and... That was really tough. But I think, like you said, subconscious, you know, maybe you're trying to tell you something. It's maybe. I think that's just important to think about. Our minds are very powerful, but there's got to be something out there that's you know, spirits that are just more powerful. So. But looking back to like when I was like younger, mm -hmm. me and my friends would always like ghost hunt and stuff. Right. And like looking back, we'd like put something somewhere. Then would go away, somebody here, and then it'd be moved. And like looking back, somebody was like probably moving it, right? Obviously. But it's like at the time, you believe so much. It's true. That like, and that's just like a thing, like people can trick themselves. 100%. 100%. And I think, especially when you're looking at, you know, you need to have an open mind when you're looking at something like this. Because if you're skeptical, you're going to dismiss everything immediately. You're going to be like, oh, that was just the wind. Or, oh, that was just, you know, something else. I think there needs to be something to happen in front of those people who are skeptical. That's so unexplainable that it's like, okay, now I have to believe. And that's, and that's what I feel like has happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, my dad, for example. Another weird story about the grandma's ashes is um, they were in the garage. Mm -hmm. That's where like, the party was. Mm -hmm. Something weird happened while he was, it was like just him out there. Mm -hmm. Like, 
he was out there, and the EV, either like the TV turned itself off or turned itself on. Really? Mm-hmm. That's he's dude. like he's like we gotta get rid of yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we gotta go. But you know it's it's crazy when you're looking at all these different stories, and especially when they're coming from so many different people and groups of people. But mm-hmm. just gotta keep kind of get making yourself available is the biggest thing. Make yourself spiritually available. Clear your mind. Because if you're thinking about a bunch of other things, you're not going to be able to comprehend anything spiritual. And uh, that's the main takeaway for me, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very interesting subject. Very terrifying. I got very chills very probably 40 times during this entire episode, but I think uh, I'm very excited for the episodes to come. Um, and I'm very excited to hopefully have more experiences in myself as scared as I might get because God knows I'm going to see something. You just become absolutely terrified because it's unknown and that's where fear comes from but yeah yeah well all right uh I, one more thing yeah to wrap things up <laughs> right i just remembered one little no i i know i i keep getting like these little like spurs keep coming up but this is this will be the last thing oh no worries went to go with my friends like there's like this storm drain mm-hmm. went to explore the the storm drain and big gates we have to lift the gate and go in there we go in there and obviously there's like sewer grates on top. Right. And the way the light was shining in, it looked like a person was hanging there. Oh it was Jesus. Like, like I stared at it. We stared at it for like a solid few minutes because we all like we all seen it. It looked it looked so, so much scary. like a person. That's so terrifying. To like, like I was scared, like I didn't know what to do. Right. You kinda of just freeze, you're like, oh like is that is that a guy? Right. Like Little and it's weird. <laughs> it was just like the weirdest thing, because it looked so like so real right. in that moment. Like I guess the light had to be the perfect way to make the form exactly. of a man hanging. It was just the weirdest oh. thing. That's terrifying. We need to have an episode where we get night vision cameras and then just like go places. <laughs> it would be interesting to like set up oh, just like oh yeah temporarily in like a little building I, or something. I have this equipment. I mean the equipment we have like. We can move it, you know what I mean? But, you know, when you're looking at uh, all the places and stuff, there are a lot of different uh, things that we could do where we could just go out into the, like, the old agents, you know, kind of experience. But I think in general, in the grand scheme of things, we got a lot ahead of us, and we definitely have a lot more to explore. For sure. For sure. So I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, I've been Dominic. And I've been Gary. And uh, we got a lot more coming. Yeah, a lot more of me probably peeing my pants. But uh, <laughs> all right, thank you for watching. Uh, make sure to do all the stuff. You know, follow our podcast, uh, subscribe, and uh, like the video. Yes, please. And uh, donate two dollars and seventy five cents to Wikipedia. Yes, so keep making. Yes, these. please, because <laughs> if the site shuts down, we're gonna have to go to the library, and we don't want to do that. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for watching, and uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. <laughs>